Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Brittany and this week we are joined once again by Shira Drexler as my co-host while Aileen is out on maternity leave. Hi, Shira. Hi. This is so exciting. I've been basically bugging the whole podcast team saying that we're doing a welcome back episode and here we are. Welcome back. I, thank you. I know I'm so excited. We've been we've been wanting to do a podcast episode for a really long time. For a really long time. <laughs> Many, many years. So welcome back. You've been back at work officially like two weeks. Well, so how's it been going? Has it been two weeks? What day or is, is it? Week, sorry. <laughs> no, it's been, yeah, I guess I it's, it's been like a week and a half, but we had off on Monday. So it's a little less than, yeah. but it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think this week has been a little bit like the start of this week was easier for me because I had already you know, gone through taking both the kids to daycare and starting my day and kind of having my touch base meetings with all the different teams and figuring out what's going on. So this week was more, um, it was easier for me to kind of dive into all these open projects and stuff like that with less anxiety than last week. Yeah. You're like, you have a schedule, you're kind of settling in. So what's been going on with the kids? Like, Two kids is a bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it a lot? You know. I'm like, I'm like a whole year for people listening, like a year ahead of you, right? Like I also had a baby in June, but June 2020 and returned back to work like October 1st or 4th or whatever. So we're like, we're like in the same, we're in sync, but just like I'm a year ahead of you. So like looking back to where I was, it's so insane. And like, your kids are a little bit farther apart, like a full three years versus mine are like two and a half, yeah. whatever, two change. And like, I look back at old videos even of Sophie, like from 
last summer and I'm like she was such a big baby like I don't even understand like how I did that like COVID having another kid she's not in camp like she's home all day driving me insane and like it's not like you can probably like even remember this now like the first time you have a baby you can like check out and like take a nap or like whatever now all of a sudden you have this toddler that like you still have to not only physically be there for, but like emotionally be there for. Yeah. They're at such three is such an insane age where like they need so much from you. Like the constant like refereeing and yeah. Helping and just like it's it's in it's madness, right? Yeah, it really is. I mean, luckily over the summer, Oliver was in camp. I don't know how you did it with Sophie home. Like that's actually insanity to me. But Oliver was in camp, luckily. So I did have that break from him a little bit. And now he's in daycare. And well, he was in daycare for a couple of weeks before um, Jack started. So um, it was really just the weekends that were crazy for us. And like that period of time that's between like them getting home around four o'clock to till bedtime, which is seven o'clock, where it's just actual like the worst. you don't know if you could get through those three hours. Um, but I feel like ever since I feel like since the last check in I had with Aileen where Jack, I think, was two months and now he's four months. Things things have definitely changed a lot. I feel a lot more confident in how I'm able to parent both of them where like mm-hmm. if Noah needs to leave the house and I'm with the two of them, I'm like, OK, I got this. Like I could deal with it. Whereas Two months ago, I wouldn't let him leave. Like, no, like I can't do that. That makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, because it really is so different. Like having to adjust to to both of them to being able to pay attention to both of them, and I'm so used to it now. Like dealing with bedtime every night by myself. I don't know how you do that. Is so annoying, and I don't know who it was. Someone was like, "You do this every day." I'm like, "Every day." I don't. (laughs) I truly don't know. Every day, but I like send you pictures and videos because I'm like, it gets better. Like, look, they're like legit playing together now, right? They're both in one of their beds, like for like an hour on a Saturday, like messing around with the doors closed. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm laying on the couch, like, it's like finally getting to a place where like Gemma's like kind of a person and they can like play a little bit. Um, and I don't need to watch her 24 seven, the way that like you do when they're little and you're like afraid that they're putting everything in their mouth oh or they God, eat yeah. all the time and the napping and the, you know, yeah, it's like insane. Yeah. But I'm not at that point, but also you, no. both of your girls are in the same room. So I guess that makes it a little bit easier to do the double bedtime. Right. Well, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with them sharing a room, and I feel like right. everyone in the well, city like, it's annoying, loves it, but, putting but them it's to also bed. annoying. I actually – it's fine because I intentionally put Jamma to bed early, and that way, like, I have more time with Sophie, which is better for her. Like, it gives her that attention and, like, more one-on-one time. I'm not, like, distracted. Right. Like, I really try to stay off my phone. So I'm just like hanging out with her, talking about her day, like doing whatever she wants to do, even if it's only for 30 more minutes, because 30 minutes to a kid is like hours. They have no concept of time. Mm-hmm. What I hate about them sharing a room is like, then I, it's obvious to be quiet. Like if Gemma's not really asleep and then like she gets excited and then they're like talking for hours or they wake each other up. And right. Sophie's thing is she likes to come into my room and sleep on my floor, which has been going on for four months, right. and I can't get her to stop doing that. 
So it's fine. <laughs> so since you did go back to work exactly yeah. a year ago, is there yeah. anything that you feel like you would have changed that could help me in this instance right now? Like of like gaining support or just how to make it easier on myself? Yeah. Like I think about this a lot because I don't think that like as women like postpartum, we are aware of what we need at all. Like, I don't know why that is even like the second time, maybe for women who have many, many children, like maybe they're much more in tune for me. I feel like I'm very self-aware and this is like that one part of my life and personality where I don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was at the time. And now being like a year out, I feel like for you, and I don't know that you would know it either, but I almost wish that like we, I want to, sort of change sort of the conversation and like shift the focus a little so that way when women go back to work like their bosses are more in tune with um like what do you need for me like how can I help you like transition back to work and as a boss to be more aware of like that this is such a sensitive time and that there is shouldn't be just like this I'm gonna throw you in and expect you to like catch up on everything and I feel like as women we're like we love to praise for how much we do, right? Like, yeah. oh, that's so amazing that like you went back to work and you were pumping twice a day and working at the same time. Like, I don't need to be a hero. Like, can I get a break? Like yeah. that whole like expectation I feel like on us that like we should just be able to handle all of it just because we do. Like, I wish there was more communication that like you can take a break. Like you could take 30 minutes twice a day to like feed your baby and to be present with your baby. You don't need to like, schedule your whole day like you know what I mean just like little things like that you could maybe you spend a little bit more time working on one particular thing because you are just trying to like catch up and adjust to everything you're going on with right so I almost wish it was more like for managers and above to just like be more open with those conversations Mm -hmm. and to start the conversations Mm -hmm. because I feel like as women like we're not really aware that that's what we need. And we also don't feel comfortable asking for that because it's almost like you had this time off and you feel like guilty. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ask for anything else. Like, I like the company did you a favor or something, but that's not really what it is, you know? So I feel like for, for you, I think it's more just like, I want you to prioritize like yourself in this process because like, I feel like from being home, it seems like, oh, I'll be able to like do other things for myself. But in reality, you're probably just going to be working more. So just trying to be more cognizant and like check in with yourself. Like I already see that because I think like going back in, my thought process was just that like I'm home. It'll be like I could I'll be able to separate myself a little bit more. But I already see myself like getting back and which is like, you know, from a working perspective is great. Like I'm excited to get back into everything and work on everything. And I have to remember like there were like two days to actually there, I think like every morning last week, I didn't pump in the morning and I forgot. That's one of those things that I get why that could be like the first thing to go because it's a lot to keep up with. And you only have so much time in the day. It's so much to keep up with. And actually, I like remember with Oliver, I mean, I, I've i expressed on um, the podcast and through stories that I've had difficulties breastfeeding this time and, and um, even just like pumping this time. Because with Oliver, 
I, he had, he was exclusively given breast milk, whether it was bottle or breast for, um, I want to say like five months. And then, um, Mm -hmm. once I returned to work, cause I was pumping twice a day at work, but I felt that it was easier for me to, okay, I'm going to nurse him in the morning and then I'm going to pump two times at work mm-hmm. and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to nurse him before bed. So almost like that schedule of commuting into the city put me on a better schedule. But now that I'm home and you think like, Oh, like right. I have all the time in the world. You actually don't. And it kind of like goes back to, it's not just a maternity leave thing. It's like everybody feeling just, you know, glued to their computers and, um, you know, working and needing to actually remind themselves that it's, it's time to break a little bit. So I need to remember that for sure. Also in the morning, like for us is like kind of like this mad dash of like, I get up, I get the kids ready, get them fed, et cetera. And then like Adam takes Sophie to school. But like, when I think about last year, her school was like a little bit later and also only three hours that I must have just gotten up and fed Gemma right away and dealt with Sophie like being a maniac. But if like you're trying to get two kids out of the house and Mm -hmm. you also have to simultaneously pump, Mm -hmm. which is why like people love the willow, et cetera, because you can like put it in your shirt and and just like go about your day. I did that this morning. (laughs) It's not just like, oh, let me grab like a bottle of water on my way out. Like there's so much more to that that you have to like remember to do. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I get that you forget. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I need to like, remember, like put myself on that better schedule. And now also like Oliver's older, I have him in activities after school. So it's like another thing to like layer on to the carpooling and all of that. And it's just like, really, I think like so far, like that's been the most difficult thing is figuring out my schedule. I, I actually feel like coming back into the working aspect of it, I sort of feel like I'm starting where I left off. Um, I, and yeah. I also feel like everyone's been really supportive, which is really nice. That's good. And also like Nicole on my team, our graphic designer, she's literally a godsend. She's amazing. And she held yeah. this team up so high and did an incredible job. So I felt like I didn't come back to anything too chaotic and, um, you know, that's so good. I'm yeah. so glad to hear. Yeah. You know, Ashley did an amazing time, uh, amazing job running the mom's account. And, you know, yeah. so everybody really helped me out a lot. And um, I'm feeling supported for sure, which is so nice. That's great. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So what's it been like at home? Like, how are you and Noah adjusting to like two kids? I, like I was saying before, like I just think it's getting easier, which is kind of like, it's interesting because when you have that first child and you're going through that fourth trimester and you never see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like my, like my life is like, I don't know how to do this. It's never going to 
be any better. And then all of a sudden it gets better and you're like, oh, I could do this. And a kid gets easier and whatever. I kind of feel that way about two kids as well, because you now know what you're doing in the sense of, you know, how to take care of a baby, you know, how to like breastfeeding and nursing is easier. If you need a switch into formula, like that's less daunting because you've done it before and just things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think more now it's just like, it's the things like getting ready in the morning and going to bed at night and making sure your toddler has enough attention when you're mm-hmm. also taking care of the baby, just like all of those things. Cause, but yeah. Is so I, but I think those are things are getting easier. And um, also, like, honestly, Noah's so supportive and he's amazing and he's in it just as much as I am. Like, he puts Oliver to sleep. I put Jack to sleep. If Oliver wakes up in the middle of the night, Noah usually goes to Oliver because Jack wakes up and I go to Jack. So it's like we can't, one of us yeah. can't take both kids. So it's just, it's no, been, no. that's great. Yeah. So we've been, you know, we've been, doing pretty well, I'd say for the most part. It's just really hard sending Jack off to daycare. It's like very, very difficult. To be away from him. Yeah. But doesn't, I feel like you must remember what it was like with Oliver because you had a nanny for like a little bit and you had to like leave him at home all day. I did. And I had way. Oh, you would watch your nanny cam all the time. I would watch my nanny cam all the time. I had And I would be like, get rid of thing. And she would be like, he's just in the bouncer like why is he just in the bouncer it's been like it's been like 20 minutes and I'd be like you're insane stop your oh my god it used to drive me insane I'd be like could you do something with him read him a book or something read him a book go for a walk like okay okay they're not home now okay great why aren't they back it's been 20 minutes I know like she's stealing my child (laughs) where is she yeah you're literally like Brittany you're like actually insane. I, but I am no, you know, and and that's why, like, I didn't like having a nanny. I didn't like that. And I've said this before. I didn't like that. Like one person was in charge of my child. And I think a lot of it was that I didn't like her, um, which I didn't realize at the time. Um, but I had way more anxiety going into the city and leaving Oliver home with essentially a stranger. And for sure. And you were like fully commuting. I guess I wonder yeah, like I was like 20 minutes to my office. But if I had to like commute far and like be, know that I was farther from getting home, maybe I would have felt the same. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah. And also Oliver was a little bit older when I sent him to daycare. But I thought maybe being home – I mean being home does make it easier in the sense where they're not there as long. Um, but it's almost like harder because I'm like, I'm home. Like maybe I could juggle having Jack here because I just like want to be next to him all the time. Uh, but I can't. So I need to. Just... No, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> but yeah, that's like pretty much how I've been feeling with all of that. And just still different. Every day is different. Yeah. Even like postpartum, I feel like physically it's still, I feel like I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to get so skinny after this kid. It's like I'm breastfeeding a shit ton. I look amazing. And then I like hit this weird like slump, like probably five months. Like I was like fully back working. I somehow got a double ear infection. I had like postpartum anemia, which is totally normal, but like makes you feel like shit. And I probably ate like a maniac. And all of a sudden I'm like, I, you just like, I don't know. Like you have no sort of sense of, what I don't know where I'm going with this. You have no sort of like sense. Like you feel different. Like your your body, you think 
Because you think like after you have your, obviously your body completely changes when you're pregnant and you think you're going to have this baby and then just be, have this same body that you had before and you don't. And that could make you really feel like you're losing a sense of identity again. And you feel like you're going down another, you know, trip again to like do something, whether, you know, it's kind of like the conversation that we've had all, we've had a couple of times, like Aileen and I, and with different guests and just what a lot of, you know, celebrities have been talking about. I just posted something recently with Halsey and just like, everyone's always praising your pregnant body and how beautiful you look when you're pregnant. And then you have a baby and everybody is like, oh, well, she didn't snap back that fast. And it's like, why, first of all, why are you looking at my body? Like, it's not like you have no idea what I'm going through. Why are you looking at me? So, and it's just like, and we right. shouldn't. And unfortunately, we live in a society where we're supposed to feel like we we need to snap back, which we need to stop saying. Like, let's not. No, um, I never even say that about myself. Yeah. And you know how I am. Like, I don't. I'm not like a dieter. I've I haven't been on a diet my whole. I've never even been on one. I don't, I don't even know how. Yeah. To do it. Like, I joined <laughs> and I deleted it 36 hours later because I was like, I don't understand. This is so much work. Like, I can't do this. No, it's more for myself yeah. because it's more like. I don't want to, I just want to feel good. And like, I would talk about this with Adam all the time. He was like, if you weren't complaining and you, and you wanted to just like buy clothes in bigger sizes, like who cares? But like, if you're not like happy with like how you feel or the way that you look, then like do something about it. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like I went through like such a long, probably spurt of like not really paying attention that now I'm like, okay, I'm motivated. She's 16 months old. Like, I want to like, I think part of getting back to that small piece that you were before, because I was saying this to Aileen, like, you never really fully go back, like, emotionally or mentally, like, once you have kids, which is fine. Like, that's not what I think any of us are even No, like, you're seeking. a different it's version of yourself after you have children. It's just some sort yeah. of piece of normalcy and the way that maybe, like, you were before kids. Yeah. And it just takes a really, really long time, which is fine. It's just I thought after a second kid, it would be easier, but it's actually hard. It's a lot harder. It's so much harder. And like in terms of that postpartum body, it wasn't even something I really thought about because with Oliver, I did. I lost weight so quickly and I was like, oh, my God, it's the breastfeeding. Like it's just coming off. And I felt really I felt really good after I had Oliver and I don't really feel that way after Jack. I um, definitely, I I have not lost any of the weight that I've gained. And I think partially, like I haven't watched what I've been eating, which I should be. Well, now that I'm dairy free, I can't eat anything. So I've quickly <laughs> learned. Um, so maybe that'll yeah. help me. Um, but it's, But I agree. It's not about, you know, just like slimming down because you feel like society says that it's how you feel. And like, I feel like I, for myself to be, to like feel good mentally about, you know, everything I, you know, would like to kind of be back to a lower weight than I was. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, was also getting back into working out, which, mm-hmm. you know, how do we find time to do all that? But I would like to. And I did, I actually was doing some of um, Megan Roop's the Sculpt Society postpartum classes, which I really liked. And they were so easy to get back into. And I just need to, Are they yeah, good? they're so good. And I, and I love her. She's great. And I love that she was also 
going through that at the same time. So she's not only teaching these postpartum classes for you to do, but at the same time, she's postpartum, which is really nice. Oh, yeah. She had her daughter, I think, like three weeks before me. So that was really nice. So I I, I do want to continue doing those things. I think more for myself to be like, to feel like mentally like out of this fourth trimester phase that could be a little bit, um, it's overwhelming. It's funny, the fourth trimester phase to me is about the baby because like the the baby like was sleeping and eating and everything is like, you know, their immature like immune system and digestive system. But like, I don't really think of it in like the perspective of a mom because I feel like it's like a good year. Yeah. And then someone told me that you were postpartum for two years. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to feel like this for two years. But like, I mean, everybody has their own experience. I think for me, 100% breastfeeding was like the number one factor in sort of prohibiting me from any sort of like hormonal balance. Yeah. I just think that it just is what it is like. And that's not by any means to deter women from doing it or, or, and I also, you know, as much as I'm like the biggest proponent and encourager, if you can't or don't want to, then don't. I just think for me, that's, that's like what it is because I remember now I remember this feeling so vividly of that switch just after Sophie, like nursing for a year. And then those few months after and same with Gemma, like, I went 11 months with a second kid, like bananas. And I look back and I'm like, I was very stressed out. I was very tired. Everything was like very annoying. Everything was harder. Everything was more difficult. But that was like the number one thing for me over myself. And I wouldn't necessarily change that, but like, it just is what it is. So it's like, it's just every person is going to have like their own experience. But I feel like... My point is, I feel like the fourth trimester concept, I think women think, oh, when the baby's hormones, I'm magically going to be like back to normal. But in reality, you're not because of all the breastfeeding aside, like all of the hormonal imbalances, like that's when your hair starts falling out. That's like maybe when you stop losing my hair, I'm bald, Shira, Shira, I'm bald. I can't tell. But like a four month old baby might not be sleeping through the night. Like you might be trying to nap train. No one yell at me, but like nap training is very important. (laughs) I stand by that. But like it could take a long time for everybody in your household to adjust. I agree. And now it's not only when you have a second child or a third child, whatever. It's not just about the parents anymore. It's also the siblings also regulating themselves, which is a thing. And yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely think that breastfeeding had plays like a huge hormonal role um, because like it made me insane. I was like not okay, which is why I couldn't exclusively do it. Um, mm-hmm. I had a really hard time just like, I don't know, I just felt like having a toddler at home and I just, it made me, I have this thing called like, uh, oh my God, like Emer, E-M-E-R, wait, what's that? E-M-E-R breastfeeding. I'm looking this up. I think that's what it's called, breastfeeding. And I didn't know it existed. Okay, DEMER, D-M-E-R. It's called dysphoric milk ejection reflex. Is a condition where women who breastfeed develop negative emotions that begin just before the milk ejection reflex and 
last less than a few minutes. Okay. So, Oh, like the, you're about, you like feel like shit. Cause you're like, have to do No, this. it's not. It's like when I, when my, when I have my letdown, I, for like five minutes, I get a very overwhelming sense of anxiety. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel very agitated and frustrated, like super annoyed. Like I, it's like this crazy hormonal shift. I'm literally. I, because you, you are regretting like having no, to. It's, hor- it's, pu- it's purely it. hormonal. Like it's a chemical reaction. Like it's not a mental. Oh, it doesn't mean I don't want to. No, it's a chemical reaction. And it's, it's a, it's some women have it. And I know it's more, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a rare thing. Have I never heard of it? So I didn't know this was a thing. And I felt like this when I, with Oliver, and I just thought it was part of it. And I was watching something Navy, Ariel Charnas' stories. And she had this. And she was explaining, I was like, oh my God, like, that's what I have. And ever so now when I have, now that I have this with Jack, I actually think it's worse with Jack. And it just, I can't, it's like, I can't come back from them. Like they make, it just makes me feel like shit, honestly. So I don't even know why I'm still breastfeeding to be completely honest. Like, cause it's just not, I mean, I know why I am because I, you know, I want to give Jack, you know, those antibodies, especially he's in daycare. And also I want, to give him the COVID antibodies because I was vaccinated and, you know, just those things are important to me and I'm just trying to like battle through it. But like, yeah, it's like an actual thing. Like, and if anybody else is listening to this and you feel this way, like now you have your answer. It's like, you're not crazy. It's an actual chemical imbalance. Yeah. I never heard of that. I definitely didn't have that. I, you know what I, I was telling Aileen, like, I feel like, the reason that I was able to do it for so long was because I, I like enjoyed, I did genuinely enjoy it. And I knew that it like, to me, it was like the best decision that like I could make for myself. And I felt really strongly that if I stopped, I would regret it. And like, that was like the thing that kept me going. And I don't know if that's like normal, healthy or whatever. And like, I, I wouldn't say that I took it to like too far where like, I felt like that and I was miserable. I just think that like, it was just one of those things that I was like, I have a deadline. Yeah. I'm going to get there. And like one day it'll be over and it'll be done with him. I'm never going to do it again. Like I feel so fulfilled with two kids. Like I don't need to do yeah. it again. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, like I'm I, great. I get that because I feel like I'm, if I stop, I'm going to regret it. And at this, and I do, yeah. I do nurse Jack sometimes. Um, and when I do, like I'm at the point where, you know, once they hit like three months, I think it's so much easier to nurse them. Yeah, but, they're so fast. Yeah, they're like, they, they know what they're doing at that point. And like, you're not, they're not just like slushing their face everywhere. It's like, <laughs> like little crazy wobbly people. Um, But, and I do enjoy that aspect of it, but it's just, it's, you know, on top of everything, it's really difficult. So I know a bunch of you had sent in questions. Yeah. Okay. First question. How do you really separate yourself from work? I just think you you have to separate yourself from work. You have to... My... You have to physically shut up. Yeah. Like my whole thing is, and I did this before Jack was born, I you know, from the three hours that they're home after school from four to seven, that's my... Actually, not really four because I'm technically working until five, but like five to seven, because, you know, those are the hours that they have 
me. Like I'm not looking at my phone. I am with my kids from five to seven, seven thirty, whatever yeah. it is. And then if there's anything that I need to to get back to for work, I do that once they go to bed. And you know, I think that you need to dedicate a specific chunk of your day to your kids because that's not fair to them and it's not fair to you. Totally. I totally agree. And I even noticed that like, if I feel like I'm really busy and there's something going on and someone's like sending me slacks and I'm looking at it or reading it or feeling like I need to respond. And Sophie's going crazy, like demanding for my attention. And then I get pissed off at her because I'm trying to do work. And in my head, I'm thinking like, I don't need to be doing this right, right. now. Like she needs my attention, like for a reason I should like, I need to be like present yeah. and like emotionally available to her. And my kids also go to bed early, like six thirty and seven. Right, same. And then I could do whatever else I need to do. Like even if it takes me five minutes to respond, I could still wait those five minutes. So a lot of it is just like learning, I guess, how to like prioritize and schedule out your day, and you be okay with it. Like no, don't feel guilty. Don't feel like regretful. Like I'm sure whatever you're doing for work, you yeah. wait like. And something my hour. mom always says to me when I'm like telling her something, she's like, "You have to remember that being a mom comes first, no matter what. Yeah. Being a mom comes yeah. first, and like, of course, your job and your career are so important to you, and you're, you know, <laughs> you're giving it your all. But for those two hours a day, like being a mom comes first, and that's just the reality behind it. For sure. Okay. Next question. Have you noticed if Jack bonds more with you or Noah? Well, right now, I think he's a little bit more attached to me because I give him the milk. <laughs> but not only that, not only that <laughs> like, honestly, I think that, um, you know, because he's he's getting bottles, basically. So Noah feeds him, too. But um, I think just since he was born, it was always Noah was with Oliver and I was with Jack. And that's just how it was. That's just like yeah. the way that I literally... <laughs> have always joked that Adam pays zero attention to Gemma and he would be like, yeah, I don't even like her. And I would like, it would make me cry. And then I went away for the first time in like two fucking years, like no husband, no kids. Like last week I was gone for four days and he loves to like talk about how hard that was. And like, they like hang out. I'm like, Oh, you like her now? Like I had to leave for four days for you guys to hang out. And he's like, I think, I think she likes me now too. Like she like smiles at him and she says, Dada, like she never said that before. Like where Sophie said that, like very early on, Gemma, no, it's all about (laughs) me. I'm like, well, (laughs) Um, like kind of funny, but it's so true. Like the sort of like dynamic. And look, like Noah's with Jack all the time too. Like he, you know, he spends time with him. It's just like primarily like, I said before, like Noah puts Oliver to bed and I put Jack to bed. And that's, you know, a big part of it too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this is a good question. For maternity leave, do you think 12 or 16 weeks is better? And is that even long enough? So I wanted to put this one on here because um, a lot of people actually were asking this, like to do 12 or 16. So I guess, and actually I was kind of put in that situation too. Did I want to do 12 or 16? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And both of us, I mean, I technically went back to work when Sophie was 11 weeks, which was way too early. With Oliver too. I think Oliver too. But I think both of us had the same. We're like, we had a 12 week leave the first time. And then we had a 12 week leave with the option of another four weeks of 16 weeks the second time. And comparing them, 
12 weeks definitely seems early. Now, obviously, depending on your situation, if you can't afford to stay home or if your job doesn't allow you to, right? Like, you know, we only have so much control over that. But we're really lucky that, like, we have an amazing policy. One, because of New York State paid family leave, the law allows you to have 12 weeks paid. And Fetches like pays the difference. So as an employee, we pay, we get a hundred percent pay, which is huge. Huge. And then on top of that, yeah, that's huge. I mean, like that you have a hundred percent of your pay for 12 weeks is amazing. A lot of people don't have Mm -hmm. that. And then on top of it, the company allows you to take another four weeks and you can do unpaid or vacation. And like you and I have been here for so long that we have a lot of vacation that we basically had almost 16 weeks paid at home, which is amazing. Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't have wanted to do less than 16. Then I think like what I wanted 20 weeks, but like, I feel like the longer you're out of work, like it's probably a lot harder to come back given that just the way your brain, I feel like shuts off when you're on maternity leave. Yes. I would take 20 weeks. I I guess I would take, but then I think about my friends who had six months. I would do that in a heartbeat. But I also feel like oh, a six-month-old baby is like a lot different than a four-month-old baby. And maybe that would have been easier. I, see, here's what I – here's how I feel about it. I guess it. we would have taken all of it. Listen, if we were going to get paid leave for six months, it. we would take it. But I think cool. if you're choosing between 12 or 16, take 16. 12 is way too early. And I think that once a baby – there's a turning point at three months. Like they kind of change from this like newborn phase to being mm-hmm. like a like an actual baby – play with and that interacts with you. So I do feel like the first three months you're really recovering and not that you're, we were just talking about this, not that you're not recovering for months and months after, but I feel like having that extra month is kind of, um, it's a better send off than three months, especially your baby is most likely not sleeping at three months. Right. That's and that fourth trimester shift yeah. that like and, by four months they're a little bit different. Yeah. And I, I, I felt way more prepared coming back to work after 16 weeks than I did at 12 weeks, like by a long shot. And um, I think that I, the reason why I do think that, and I, and I think that Betches, you know, based on just like United States in general and how shitty maternity leave is, Betches has a great policy. Um, I'm so glad I wrote but, it. <laughs> good job, Shira. But you. I think that, It is important. Why I do think it is important to have an even longer maternity leave is because babies really aren't ready to be away from their parents. Like, that's why it's so hard for us to, you know, take them to daycare or leave them with somebody else. Like, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. They're still, you know, so attached to their parents and you're still so attached to them. They're still basically newborns and you're still not back to yourself and you still might be dealing with some postpartum, you know, anxiety or postpartum depression. And it's just, there's too much going on to then now throw work back into it. And it's just, look, it's our, it's society in society. This is just what we've gotten used to. This is what we do. So it is what it is. But I think there is more to it than like, oh, a mom should be home with their baby. Like there's actually so much more to it. Right. So, I mean, I think the end of the day is obviously like working somewhere that has a a good policy that's generous yeah. and has like a company culture that supports you. Obviously, that's not as easy. And I know there's lots of women that work in different, you know, have different career types and aren't afforded the same things and they just have to like pick and choose what they need. But it's, I mean, either way, it's like a hard situation and no one can tell you like 
all the things that you that you need no matter like how much we talk about it right um okay the last question how did how do you manage a sick toddler around a baby um you don't the baby's just gonna get sick I don't know like my kids share a room and it's so sweet. Like Sophie climbs into Gemma's crib and they play and sometimes she licks her face and they trade lovies and like Sophie will take her food, take bites and pass it back. Like <laughs> Gemma's gotten like three of her colds. I mean, on one hand, like she probably has a better immune system. They haven't yeah. like escalated into anything serious, you know, like, thank God, like, I don't know. I don't know how you avoid that. I just have no idea. So like when Oliver this summer had a really bad cold, he had like, it was like an ear and it was like gross. And the doctor was like, you really need to keep them away from each other, which like I understood Jack at the time was like two months old. And I was yeah. like, I think that's impossible. Like, I actually don't think it's possible. So like, you know, you try, you're like, don't go near the baby. And I tried to keep them out of the same room as much as I could. But you also have a three-year-old that literally rolls around on everything, takes every single one of Jack's lovies, blankets, like rolls around on his play mats. And it, like, it's so much, it's so easy to be like, well, keep them away from each other. Like, yeah, you could do that. But like, there's I so guess if they're really do. little where they're like in a bouncer, in a sleeper, they're yeah. in their own room. But at this age where like, and, you know, my kids are a little bit older and they, like, are on top of each other. Like, it's just not not possible. Like, Gemma had, like, spiked a fever last week out of nowhere. And it was probably from teething. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Sophie can't go play with her friends. I was freaking out. Like, she was just in school. Like, I, like, I swabbed Gemma at home with, a like, a COVID test. Yeah. Freaking out. Like, and, you know, I have a nanny. And she was like, it's okay. Like. I'll keep Gemma in the stroller. We'll stay outside so we can still play with her friends. But I was like texting. I was like, I don't, should I cancel the plans? Like, should I tell all my friends? Like, because of COVID, like, it's I feel so like we're hard all like COVID. hyper aware of like anything. And we all want to be like super careful and protective of all of our friends' kids. Yeah. No matter what. So I was just like, wait, stop everything. Like, well, that's what come always, home. Yeah. That's what always makes me so nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to tell everybody that my child has COVID. And like, you know, you spiral. Spiral. And, um, you know, and then you, now you have to worry about a second kid with all this. So it's just, it's, you know, a lot. And you have more like sources for infection and spreading germs. I don't know. But Outside of COVID, I think it's just like a normal reality and or like your whole household gets sick. I feel like Adam got, got sick three times from Sophie like this summer, which doesn't happen. But yeah, the four of us were sick last week. We all had colds. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a no mom guilt. Shira, do you have something you want to share with us? A no mom this guilt? This is my first no mom guilt. I think it's kind of funny. So I usually try to stop working like around five, just so I like shut off and like take a break. And then if I have something I need to do before like the next day, like I'll do it later when my kids go to bed, like we talked about. But because I have childcare till six, sometimes I like hide in my room and just watch Housewives and pretend that I'm working. And like, (laughs) I'll hear Sophie come home and yell like that she wants to see me and she like thinks I'm on a work call. Like, I don't really feel bad about it. It's fine. Like, I'll see you later. I see you all the time. Right. You need that's like, honestly, genius. You have your like hour of me time. I want that. 
if that's all I have because then like I have them till they go to bed and then like Adam comes home and like I can't watch housewives like he wants me to like pay attention to him and now right. I'm like you know that's also like part of this sort of like parenting energy and like a marriage and your relationship like it's a lot of effort and energy you know what I mean so oh like God. the the time that I'm actually by myself is so limited that I really do not feel bad. Right. It's like you think you're like, well, like if telling this story, like, do I need to be guilty about that? But no, no. <laughs> like absolutely not. No. I not wish I was given that hour. Like even though like somebody said to me uh, yesterday, like, oh, like, does it feel nice not having the kids at home? Like you kind of get this time to yourself. I'm like, what time to myself? This is a me time. I'm working. For sure. I will say that I do really enjoy that. And once you're in a groove, you will see that it's actually amazing because compared to last year when Sophie's like threes program where she was only gone for three hours and Gemma was home all day and also napping in my bedroom because like we only have so much space in my apartment. Right. I was like trapped. Now it is kind of nice because I'm like, oh, I can like make myself like a lunch or like if I want to like run an errand or come right back. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not like working around all of these moving parts. Like, yeah. you know, it almost is like the whole place is my whole office. It's actually the only one thing like you could actually make yourself lunch and eat it. And not- yeah, I mean, I don't do it a lot. <laughs> like I, I really need to order sweet cream and go get it. Cause I'm hungry. Oh my God, yum. <laughs> um, right, well- but you can having the option, I think, is the most important. Agreed. Agreed. This was so much fun. I haven't seen you in so long, like in person. I know. I need to like go work from the office for fun. Our office like unofficially is open for people who want to go. I know. I'm actually really excited to go. And I haven't been to the city in almost two years, which is so crazy. Is it possible? The last time in the city in two years. How about this? The last time I was in the city, I wasn't even pregnant. The last time I was in the office was not even pregnant. Right. The office you haven't been in almost. No, years. I Holy haven't been. This, I have not been back to the city. Okay. So we need to have like a sushi lunch. Yes. Do the whole thing. Yes. But not to be mistaken, I see Shiro all the time. We see, we see each other. <laughs> all the time. All the time. 24 <laughs> seconds. So no one worry in case everyone's really worried. We still see each other (laughs) all the time. That's it for this episode of Betches Moms Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify and follow Betches Moms on Instagram. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.